0: Everyone knows here with the Locked On Podcast Network, Wednesday is always a big day for all of us across the network, especially for the NFL shows, as the Cowboys and the Patriots get set to do battle at Gillette Stadium, Sunday, 425 in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And it's my honor to talk some football today with Landon, talking the matchup from a Cowboys perspective and a Patriots perspective, and hopefully today we'll give both fan bases something to watch for in this one. Landon, welcome to the show. It's my honor to be here on Locked On Cowboys with you, and welcome to Locked On Patriots Patriots in return.
1: Well, thank you so much. I-, I love doing these because it's just an opportunity to kind of get Uh, the other side's perspective a little bit better because we're all so myopic on our own teams that sometimes it's hard to see the the larger picture but uh, it's fantastic because our two teams obviously both steeped in a lot of history and yours a lot more recent than ours Uh, but but uh, to to see we rarely get to go against each other I mean it's very it's once every four years I think right and and it's uh, so it's always a great great chance to see to interact with your fan base.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, these two fan bases, these two NFL franchises tend to be the most polarizing in the league. (laughs) And I don't think I'm exaggerating by saying that. You either love the Cowboys or you hate them. You either love the Patriots or you hate them. And it almost kind of brings these two fan bases together a little bit. You can almost see it this week in some of the interactions that are going on on Twitter and social media. They're kind of looking at each other going. Yeah, we, we feel your pain. We know what you're going through on the other end. There is a lot of mutual respect between the Patriots and the Cowboys, and I, for one, am really looking forward to this game. It's been one I've been looking forward to for a good amount of time. So Landon, with your permission, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit on the Dallas Cowboys and give my listeners at Locked On Patriots a little bit of insight on the team that we're going to be seeing here at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough on Sunday.
1: That's great. It's going to be an information exchange because I'm definitely going to want to pick your brain about what what we can do to possibly stop uh, the Super Bowl
0: champs. Well, I hope I can give you some pearls of wisdom. As but, but they'll definitely be pearls. Whether or not there's wisdom behind them is another stretch, but you know, we'll definitely take it as we can go. Um, Landon, there's been a lot here in New England, of course, the last couple of days about the Patriots' offense and their lack of weapons, their lack of ability to make things happen on the offensive side of the football. It's really completely a flip of the script that we've seen here in Foxborough for a number of years. The offense is so um, often taken center stage here in New England and the defense really has been the gem of the Patriots um you know attack so far and i'll get into the the defense of the patriots in just a minute but the cowboys right now in terms of pass defense their, their pass defense has actually been pretty effective this season they haven't had a whole lot of turnovers but they have they do rank 7th in the NFL they're allowing only 216 point yard 9 yards per game through the air which is impressive And the Patriots right now have not been able to make things happen through the year. The one thing that Patriots fans seem to be licking their chops on is that Dallas does employ that Tampa 2 defense with Rod Marinelli. And, you know, that's a scheme that Tom Brady has been able to find a good amount of success over throughout his career. If you're the Dallas Cowboys right now, you look at the way this Patriots offense is played. Their offensive skill position weapons have not been as prolific as they have been in the past. They really can't get a whole lot going in the run game, and their offensive line has been banged up, and they've been able to give way for Tom Brady to be put under a lot of pressure. What's the best way for the Dallas Cowboys defense to come in and attack what the Patriots do offensively? I I
1: mean, I think the best way is the way that they've, it's the best way for the Cowboys to win most of their games. And it's the way that they've kind of struggled to get going early on. And I think it's to have the offense, the Cowboys offense make the other team one dimensional by getting early scores and making them throw the football. Uh, I think I I tend to agree that the best situation for the Cowboys would be at this point, uh, making Brady throw a bunch of passes though. I can't believe I'm actually saying that out loud. Um, I, I think at this point, with the Cowboys, you know, just from a strengths and weaknesses po- uh, point of view, the Cowboys have really, really struggled to stop the run at this point. And it's been a couple weeks in a row, uh, it doesn't seem to be getting much better. Um, I they are much more comfortable with their pa- their you know ass- 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 allotment of pass rushers and their their uh, you know their their defensive back depth they're they're much more comfortable if you're if you're having to throw the ball down the f- the field I, I think since and, and and the one thing I would just add there is that the the Rod Marinelli Tampa two for a while now for last years two years has been transitioning even further into more of the What was the evolution of that into the kind of Seattle Cover One Cover Three defense? Very good point. And and I think that that has still with the the philosophy of uh, keeping it all in front of them, uh, making the offense you know dink and dunk down the field, no big plays, and hoping that there is a mistake in there. I think with Brady when he has coverage, he won't make that mistake. I mean, when he has blocking, he won't make that mistake. Uh, I mean, because that's who Tom Brady is. But I, I, I tend to agree as from an outsider point of view, looking at the offensive line, I think that there could be hay to be made if the Cowboys are able to get pressure, especially interior pressure on passes where Brady is not trying to get the ball out to quick. And the other thing that the Cowboys have struggled with lately is tackling, and that's got to stop because it, you know, all the screens to Edelman, the the short throws to White, Brady's going to want to get the ball out of his hands uh, early, I assume, uh, and that's going to require the Cowboys defense to rally to the ball and make tackles, which, you know, when you talk about Edelman, we talk about white, we talk about some of these guys with the ball in their hands, they're dangerous. And it's not easy task to, to get them down with the first person.
0: Yeah. Very, very good points. And I'm glad that you brought up a couple of those. And just to expound on them a little bit, first of all, James white, James white is such a catalyst of how this offense is able to operate. He's so good at being able to catch passes out of the backfield and play action. If they open him up, That gives the Patriots a whole other dimension to their offense that otherwise they don't have. The problem with that is the Patriots' running game has not been that prolific. Sonny Michel hasn't been the same running back that he was last year. In his sophomore season, as opposed to last year in his rookie year, it's been a little bit more difficult for him to find some holes. Now, that I will get into in a minute because I think that's more due to the offensive line but when you talk about Brady's skill position players he was very frustrated after the Philadelphia Eagles win uh, on Sunday and mm. it, uncharacteristically more frustrated than we've ever seen him after a win before Brady has been sullen he's been difficult sometimes after a, after a loss but I a win, he really, really sounded down, and it was very uncharacteristic and a little bit eyebrow-raising here in New England. There were a couple of reasons for that. One, he was under constant pressure, constant duress during that game, knocked around a good amount of time and really did not get the protection from his offensive line that he needed. The second reason is that his skill position players, Julian Edelman, Mohamed Sanu, they were victim to a couple of drops, plays that normally these guys make that they just didn't this time around, and I think frustration crept in. One of those problems may be solved this weekend. Uh, Patriots line, uh, the offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn has come off of injured reserve. He's been activated. He will be in the lineup for the Patriots on Sunday. That gives their offensive line their starting left tackle. The guy that they had envisioned to take over for Trent Brown is now going to be there. Is he going to magically fix the problems on the Pats offensive line? Probably not. It's a situation where he's going to need time to get back in, but just his presence being there and adding depth to the O-line is going to give Brady that extra second or two to be able to complete passes. That's what makes him most effective. When Brady has the protection that he needs, he can pick defenses apart, and that's what we're hoping for here in New England Easier said than done. Dallas' defense has been pretty stout, and I think that's going to be a great matchup. So we'll see what happens, but a couple of great points in terms of Dallas's coverage and how they're going to attack the ball. I appreciate that, Landon. I think that was excellent information transitioning off a little bit and i wouldn't be doing my job if i didn't ask you a question about this prolific dallas offense that really is putting up amazing numbers they are first in the nfl ranked in overall offense and dak prescott in my opinion is starting to make his case to be mentioned and i'm not saying that he's a front runner but still starting to be mentioned among those that are getting consideration for most valuable player. He's playing that well, and he does have a great complementary piece in the running game with Ezekiel Elliott without any question. The Patriots off the defense, though, excuse me, has been putting up historic numbers, and one of their big keys is being able to isolate a quarterback have their running backs run free in that three four scheme and be able to have the quarterback the uh, linebackers rush the quarterback and then have the secondary drop back into coverage and cover uh you know man-to-man stefan gilmore jc jackson those are the cornerbacks for the patriots they've done an amazing job if you're the dallas cowboys offense and you see how the Patriots' defense is stacked up, particularly because Dallas is so great at third-down conversions. They really, really have been uh, you know, one of the most efficient teams at converting on third downs. Where do you look at this Dallas Cowboys offense and say they can win the battle here? Is it attacking them through the running game, or is it trying to spread the ball out and really showcase the talent of Dak Prescott?
1: I, I mean, I, I think it's going to have to be both. I mean, the, the, the key is... The thing that makes Dallas's offense so potent is that you can never just completely give up on the run because they will pummel you with the run if, if, if given the opportunity. There's a lot of resources that has to be, um, you know, used to kind of slow down the running game, and, and and it's honestly, as somebody who is facing the Patriots and you know just has kind of the casual knowledge of the the lore of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. You know, I, I've been trying to view it from the, your point of view. As Bill Belichick likes to take away the best player, uh, the best piece that that the offense has, and make you work left-handed, basically, uh, and make you kind of work with all your other pieces. And whether it's double-teaming Cooper and then putting, uh, you know, Gilmore on Gallup, it's 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 an interesting kind of chess match to try and and and, and plan out exactly how he plans on on you know eliminating what aspect of the Cowboys offense so I think for the Cowboys they really need to see how it gets how they get played and then respond accordingly and be ready to go to Cobb and be ready to go to Gallup and I think that's the thing to me that has been the difference between Cooper uh, Prescott this year and, and and other years is yes you've got Cooper out there He's been amazing. he's uh, he's played like a top five wide receiver since he showed up at at the Cowboys. But what that really has done is allowed all the other pieces that are on the team to kind of fall into proper place. Gallup has become a very high-end wide receiver too. Cobb uh, has been up and down at times, but has been explosive with his, with the ball in his hands. The Cowboys have a couple other pieces they can use to attack what is an, a, the best defense in the NFL, without a doubt, and maybe one of the best defenses we've seen in the last four, or five, maybe even ten years. Um, I, I think that the other thing that you know, just looking at the way what the Patriots want to do and what the Cowboys can do, I would hope that we see a lot of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield this week. Because I do think that one thing that the Patriots may struggle with is trying to keep coverage up with, uh, with the uh, two running backs coming out of the backfield at the same time. Uh, I just think that with just like, eventually they're going to have to put a linebacker on one of these guys, uh, and I just think that that could potentially be a mismatch that they may exploit uh, randomly here and there for for big for big yards.
0: That's such a good point, Landon, and I'm so glad that you made that because the one area of defense that the Patriots have struggled in. We saw them against the Baltimore Ravens, and we've seen some running backs come in and be able to run for big yardage against this team, is in the run game. Uh, you know, Let's take a look at uh, at what the uh, the Patriots were able to do, or not do, I should say, against the Baltimore Ravens. A very mobile quarterback in Lamar Jackson, and also a very adept running back in Mark Ingram were able to gash them for big yardage. Frank Gore was able to run on them for a number of yards in the Buffalo Bills game when they played the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb was able to run for sufficient yards against this team it's been one of the areas that they've struggled in the other area that they've struggled in is covering tight ends and I know as prolific as he's been in the past he's having a resurgent year as Jason Witten making a comeback wouldn't surprise me to see him get some targets Zach Ertz was able to receive for nearly or if not over 100 yards against the New England Patriots guaranteed the Patriots were able to shut him down when they needed to thanks to shutdown play by uh Stephon Gilmore, who I think you're, you know, you hit the nail on the head. He'll definitely draw Amari Cooper, and I think that's going to, I don't want to say neutralize Cooper because he's so prolific. I don't think you're going to be able to hold him or shut him off, but it will limit the amount of times that uh, Dak Prescott may choose to go to him simply because. Gilmore's playing at another level this year, so wouldn't shock me to see them utilize the running game. I like what you said about Pollard and Elliott getting them involved, but also I think if I'm a Dallas fan, you might want to look to Jason Witten getting some catches, especially on third down when they need yardage. He might be a guy to go to because the Patriots have struggled a little bit with covering tight ends, especially if Patrick Chung is not in the lineup. We don't know if he'll be activated yet. He missed last week's game against uh, uh, Philadelphia with both heel and chest injuries. So something to watch for there. And I think those are great points. So we look forward to seeing what's going to happen between a great defense for the Patriots, a great offense for the Dallas Cowboys, and some interesting things on the flip side of the ball. Well, Landon, you've done a great job in the hot seat right now, and uh, I do appreciate you giving our uh, listeners at Locked On Patriots a little pearl of wisdom uh, when it comes to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And in just a moment, folks, we're going to flip the script. I'm going to be on the hot seat, and Landon's going to grill me for some New England information, uh, and I look forward to that. And once again, I am Mike Debate of Locked On Patriots talking with Landon McCool of the Locked On Cowboys. And before we get into that, though, we just have a message for everyone. And that is attention and listen up to all of you past, present, future, myBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, my Bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congratulations. You got extra holiday spending money. But if you lose, congratulations to you again, because my bookie is going to give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's all risk, all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to sports bet but have lots of questions? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code Locked On. And my bookie will match your deposit, dollar for dollar, to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. Make sure to do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Okay, Mike, let's let's talk about some Patriots and and see if we can possibly like get some pearls of wisdom this, uh, out of you, not not just, you know, the regular pearls that are being distributed. Um I think, you know, it's one of the interesting things, just again, from uh, an outside viewer that uh, that I've noticed about Brady and the Patriots, and, and not that Brady is anywhere near retiring uh, because, I mean, God, he's a cyborg, apparently. Um, <laughs> is that, you know, the kind of symmetry in that, you know, he started his career as a quarterback who was kind of buoying a, an elite level defense that was kind of carrying them to a Super Bowl victory. Uh, the, in his first year and then from there he, he became he was like not a bus driver he went he went straight into being kind of the the the, the, the mighty tra- engine that was pulling this whole thing by himself and, and it, it, it felt like for years and years no matter who they put into that offense to work with them he, he made it work at such a high level that they you guys were obviously contenders for you know for basically a decade um what? It, and now it, it feels like, it, because of some luck and bad luck, and, and because of injury and that sort of thing, you know what what the promise of the Tom Brady Josh Gordon uh, and uh, AB offense, uh, you know, has unfortunately kind of fallen to the wayside. And now you've mentioned it the uh, the, the Patriots' offense has been a little bit uh, suspect, especially in, just in comparison to how elite their defense has been. What do you attribute that most to? I, I obviously I, Newhouse playing left tackle is, is, as opposed to Isaiah Wynn is obviously a downgrade, and, I, and as I know you guys must have been excited to see that he got reactivated. Um, but what what do you attribute the the struggles to mostly uh, with the Patriots' offense? And it seems like specifically in the red zone, uh, there's there's been problems with with the offense. What what do you think is the main cause of that? And are they gonna you know, is, is Tom Brady's famously angry nature going to solve that this week and just pummel the Cowboys?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, un- normally I would probably say, you know, scorched earth and, uh, you know, may uh, uh, may God have mercy on whoever the opponent is going to be because Brady tends to be a pretty, uh, you know, nasty guy when he's angry on opposing teams. But I don't think this Dallas Cowboys team is a team that he, he's going to be able to feast on. They're too good. Uh, and that's not a knock to Tom. That's not to say that he can't dial it up. I just think... Think that the Dallas Cowboys as an opponent are going to po- prove too much of a threat on both sides of the ball for this one to be a real lopsider either way. That being said, to answer your question, Landon, I think that a lot of what has gone on with the offense this year has been twofold. One has been a neutralization of the running game, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier in our segment, where Sony Michel has not simply been able to get the yardage that he needs to. He's not getting that same burst that he did in his rookie season as a sophomore. Right now, it's kind of difficult for him to find the lanes, to find holes, and he's getting maybe one or two yards of rush, whereas last year he would burst for five, six yards at a time, and it would allow them to pick up first downs a little bit quicker uh that's been a little bit on sony because he's not running into coverage as much as he needs to the other part of that has been the offensive line simply because the patriots are dealing with a new center david andrews is out for the year on injured reserve ted karras has come in played admirably but he's not david andrews andrews is a, a team captain and a pro bowler you need to be able to get that type of production and the patriots just haven't had it uh the left side of their offensive line has been a much maligned unit here in New England. Joe Tooney at the guard position has been very good. He consistently provides great coverage. But on the left side, in terms of the tackle position, Isaiah Wynn's absence has been a big, big part of this team mm. not being able to find a rhythm. He comes back this week. Marshall Newhouse has been playing out of position. He's been the quote-unquote, and I even hate to use this term, but he's been the quote-unquote whipping boy in a lot of ways uh, when it comes to uh, what has happened in New England this season uh, he got you know beat very badly a couple of times in the the, uh, the game against the uh, against the Eagles um, and it was just it was really really tough to watch at times and Brady found himself under constant pressure and a lot of duress so with win coming back it helps in a lot of ways it helps the Patriots to be able to maybe find some more running yards and maybe at this point Sony Michelle finds that hole and is able to get that burst maybe it gives Tom Brady an extra second or two to be able to complete passes down the field so that way he's not completely under duress and making throws under pressure that is what isaiah wynn brings to this team when it comes to the skill positions i think that's where the patriots have maybe gone through so much upheaval that it's been difficult for even a guy like tom brady to keep up and at 42 years of age it's not as easy as it was three or four years ago even though he's still looking in very good shape he's still Pleading passes crisply. Uh, I always scoff at you know the, the, the talking heads and the pundits that love to say he looks old. He's throwing ducks out there. He's got a noodle for an arm. That's not the case. Anybody that follows this team knows that Brady's mechanics have not suffered. It's been the supporting cast around him, really, that I think has been difficult. And a lot of the bumps and bruises that he's feeling now, he's probably feeling a little bit more than he has in years past. So that's where the time comes up with it. But his mechanics really haven't slowed. In this game, again, if the Patriots are going to be successful, I think they need to attack that Dallas secondary. I think that's the only way that they'll be able to do it. Dallas has a very good front seven; they can get, you know, guys, uh, you know, and uh, they can put pressure on uh, on Tom, and that's going to be a, a big key because that's what happens with the Patriots when. Tom is pressured, it gets very, very difficult for him to be able to play his game. And I think in a lot of ways, that's something that he's going to have to be uh, very, very mindful of. So... In terms of Brady, yeah, I think that uh, there's been a lot of upheaval, but the return of Isaiah Wynn is a big part of that, and he's going to need to uh, have a little bit better connection with guys like Mohamed Sanu, Jacoby Myers, and hopefully Philip Dorsett if he's able to go this week. He's been out with a head injury, so we'll see what happens this week and if he's able to answer the call.
1: Real quick before we, we move on to the defensive side and have some questions there, what's the status of N'Keel Harry? Is he, is he going to potentially play this week, or what's, what's, what's his deal?
0: He played against Philadelphia. He had three okay. catches for 18 yards, so not very prolific. But Nikhil Harry is someone that I look for in situational uh, you know, packages. He's not going to be a guy that Brady's going to rely on very heavily early on. One, he's yeah. a rookie. You don't want to set him up for a situation that where he's going to be able to um, have a spotlight on him and fail. And that's certainly something that they don't want to do. On the flip side of that, Harry is a guy that is really, I think, going to be used in – Similar packages that we've seen Rob Gronkowski used in in the past and before any of your listeners or my listeners hang me an effigy for that. That's not what I'm saying. He's not going to be Rob Gronkowski. What he's going to do is he's going to give you that big body reset receiver that's going to be able to go up, make a contested catch, maybe even make an athletic contested catch at times. That's the strength of Nikhil Harry. It's going to be interesting to see if the Patriots put him in that position. He's still a rookie, and I don't know if there's you know a lot that. We can expect from him in terms of having prolific numbers, but he definitely is going to be someone that you can look for in a third down situation, maybe even in the slot, because I think that's where his strength is going to be for at least the remainder of the season. But uh, he will be a target, and I look for him to be targeted in this game.
1: Okay, let's let's flip it over to the other side, which is, I mean, absolutely terrifying. We faced a lot of different units so far this season on a lot of different teams. I don't know that I've. Faced a more kind of menacing unit than this uh, uh, New England Patriots defense. Um, what do you think has been? You know, I look. The Patriots have always had good defense. I mean, obviously, Bill Belichick is maybe the greatest defensive mind in football history, outside of being the greatest football mind in history. What What do you think is the difference this season versus? you know, the last years that's really taken this defense to the next level? Is it, is it just that the, the secondary is playing at such a crazy elite level? It, or is there more to it than that, that that, you know, people on the outside aren't seeing on, on a regular basis?
0: Well, the secondary has been the strength of this defense. There's no question about it. It begins and ends with Stephon Gilmore. J.C. Jackson's played well. Uh, you want to give a lot of credit to the safety position as well. Devin McCordy has had a tremendous yeah. year. He's one of the defensive team captains. He controls a lot of what goes on in that secondary, and he's been great in terms of directing traffic. Pat Chung has had some injury concerns, but he's been very solid as well. But the one thing that's changed this year as opposed to last year with the Patriots defense has really been, I think, the athleticism and the field savvy of the linebackers and a strengthening of the defensive front three Um, uh, at the nose tackle position primarily. Danny Shelton is giving them so much more than they ever could have expected with this team. And a guy that we haven't mentioned yet, conspicuous by his absence and really a big part of what this game is going to be, is Michael Bennett. Don't forget, he was a part of this Patriots defense this year, was brought in really to fill that Trey Flowers defensive end role that was vacated when Flowers went as a free agent to uh, the Detroit Lions. He was traded away. Well, there's a reason for that. And he was traded away because of the fact that the Patriots moved from a 4-3 front to a 3-4 front. And as that happens you lessen the impact of the defensive ends on that side and all of a sudden the linebackers become your pass rushers and you can take two linebackers have them run free they can get after the passer and then you can even drop a linebacker back into coverage and we've seen that with the Patriots we've seen guys like Kyle Van Noy and guys like Dante Hightower get into the backfield and pressure the quarterback that allows someone like Jamie Collins their linebacker who's in his second tour of duty here in New England to fall back and maybe even drop back into coverage that's been the Patriots' strength of their defense. So because Shelton up front as a nose tackle, Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler, the two guards on each side, have been very, very good with him. Uh, excuse me, tackles. <laughs> They've been very good with the uh, with, with those two. And then all of a sudden you have the linebacking crew who's been great. Oh, Landon Roberts has stepped up big time and helped become a prolific run stuffer. They've just been able to push most of the right buttons on defense. And in all of the games that they've played save for the game against the baltimore ravens this defense has come up with huge stops and huge turnovers when they needed them and that's meant all the difference to the patriots being nine and one right now man
1: when when the patriots got jamie collins back i knew that was just gonna be bad news for everybody uh but yeah that's pretty clearly what what uh what what exactly ended ended up happening so um I, i last thing before we go real quick if you had to give a prediction i mean i think at this point you know uh patriots have won 20 straight at home uh if i'm not mistaken uh i i i don't have any uh any delusions that i that the cowboys i mean they're more they're almost a touchdown uh dogs at this point for the first time in a long time um i I, where if the cowboys win this game what happened
0: If the Cowboys win this game, it's because they essentially got into the Patriots defense's head and they were able to score points. And if there's an offense in the league that can do that to the New England Patriots defense, that's not employing a quarterback like Lamar Jackson and those RPOs that gave them so much difficulty two weeks ago. It's the Dallas Cowboys. They can do it. Dak Prescott has the weapons, he has the running game, and he also has the quarterback savvy to be able to do that. So if the Dallas Cowboys win this game, it's because the Patriots defense yielded points and the Dallas offense was able to score You know their, uh, their, their points and they were able to get points on the board. Also, what it means is that they were able to neutralize Tom Brady and that the offensive woes that the Patriots have had were only exploited by a Dallas defense that is going to be hungry to get after him. There's no question about it. I mentioned Michael Bennett early. You know he's going to want to have his name lit up on the scoreboard a couple of times with maybe some sacks and maybe some pressures of Tom Brady. They do have a great amount of uh, you know pass rushers that can disrupt things uh, for the New England Patriots. Robert Quinn, Demarcus Lawrence, these guys can get after the quarterback. So, that, to me, will be the two keys for the Dallas Cowboys coming away with a win. They'll have to score points and figure out a way to do it on this Patriots defense, but they'll also have to control and neutralize Tom Brady. They do those two things. it's An upset is definitely possible, even here in Gillette.
1: Mike, thank you so much for everything. It's, it's been an honor, uh, and good luck to you on Wednesday. I, I hope at least no injuries happen to either side, and, and you know may the best team win.
0: Absolutely. It's well said. Landon, it's been my honor and pleasure as well. I definitely appreciate uh, coming on and and talking football with you. Like I said, there may not be a lot on either side that wants to admit it, but there is a healthy respect for both teams and both organizations for the success that they've had and also the scrutiny that they have to go through on a weekly and daily basis, especially during NFL season. We feel your pain. You feel ours. Uh, It's been a great time uh, talking football with you and enjoy the game on Sunday. I hope it's a good one.